from the Finley Toyota Studio, it's Cofield and Company. He's an anti-winger. Hates chicken wings. Leave! Because the boomers are out there going, ah, well, you never heard of the flu? We made it through that every single year. I'm a lunatic. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. There you go. Five o'clock hour on a Monday. Lots to get to. A lot on Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson. Later on, we'll mention uh, Tate Martell and some of the rumors there that the uh, high-profile recruit at several different places back in Vegas, transfer portal, maybe landing on the UNLV roster. That's coming up. And a ton of NBA. We haven't gotten to the draft. That's later in the week. Team USA, and I call that the NBA. What a freaking nightmare, disaster, embarrassing, losing to France. Oh, my God. What the hell is happening? Let's do it. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five. Number five. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. F*** it. Yep, live video right now up on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. Check it out. You can ask questions, make some comments. Whatever you need, go watch the video as John and I are hanging out. Ari is here as well. All right. Well, congrats are in order. I don't know if I answered the text correctly, but you texted a small group of folks. And then, of course, I put it right in the rundown, so I have no idea if you wanted this out publicly. I don't know if you announced it on Twitter. Uh, My response to what you texted this morning was, told you. You didn't listen. Nothing to worry about. I didn't put that part in. It's also what we thought was going to happen, too. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. All right, let's move on. What was it? What did you text us? So, uh, Von Tobel, number two, is well-known, is on the way. Here we go. Baby-making machine. And now we know. The question last week was, will it be a boy or a girl? Appointment today. Dimitri will be here in December. Wow. Uh, You showed me the ultrasound. Massive dome. Right. Here we go again. Well, how about. Here we go again. Your poor wife. And then uh, your poor hat purchases in the future. Because it looks like uh, this one will be wearing a size 8 plus hat at like 4. Yep. Um, He looks huge. His head is massive. And what got me was, and this is the picture I showed you, technology is incredible. We saw his face today. Like, oh, wow. His face. Like, it was it was nuts. Like, you could see him. Like, it looked like a smile. I think his mouth was just open. Kids can't smile at that age. Whatever it is. At that age. Still in the boom. But, yeah. So, we found out it's a boy. So, two boys. I have two sons. And that's it. Oh, stop. That's it. Stop. I know how to control my urges. <laughs> is that what it was? Was this one an urge? <laughs> well, no. But I just... The urge to... To fornicate unprotected? Right. Or there you to go. Radio right. vet, I can say it without yeah. getting all smutty. Right. Are or you two. sure? You're pretty young. Let's just say I know how to get out of a situation quickly. I don't. That doesn't seem like the best way to do things. I mean, I we might have to discuss this further. <laughs> this this sounds like, this is like my sex ed class in 19, I, I, I actually just forgot to do, forgot to do math and my age. According to 1982? I don't think that works, man. Uh, according to some studies, it's just as effective as using... Is that right? The contraceptive? Am I allowed to say that already? Yes. Okay. Do you even know what the name of it is? Do you? I think. Are we talking about the same thing? Yeah. I think. Am I, I, if, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. On I radio. don't know. Get the dump button ready. All right, get it ready. Yeah. The yank out. No, that's not. That's not. That's not what you would be taught in school. No, I know, but I'm just saying. What's that's, the? That's, what is it, Ari? Type it to us or say it. Something. Nothing. The quick got, pull. Got, 
No, I, I actually think that the, the <laughs> correct terminology that I learned some, oh my God, it's a long time ago, 39 <laughs> years ago, I think it would be called the withdrawal method. Oh, okay, yeah. There actually is a name for it. Oh, well, it's just as effective as using a contraceptive. Diego is boy number one. How long is the debate over the name on this one? Like, do you wait right up until birth? What's going on? I told you the name. You did? Yeah. It's, yeah, Dimitri. It's Dimitri. Yeah. Okay, I feel like Diego paid homage to your rich Mexican-American heritage. Da. Dimitri? Isabel just likes the name. Oh, really? Yeah. And it starts with a D. We're going to go with the all D theme, right? Well, this is the last one, so there's not an all D thing, is there? Well, I mean, there's two Ds. Just in case, there'll be right. more Ds. Do you, do you have backup D names ready to go for boys and girls? Uh, we had well, we knew what we were gonna call the baby the girl. Was be a girl. Baby girl. Uh, Ari, take a guess. Baby girl. What do you go with? D. Baby girl. Give me a good one. Ari. Dominica. Wow. Wow. That's, that's that would have been stereotypical. Dominic. What do you mean? Just, just because my wife's Mexican, huh? No. Uh, Diana. Yeah, yeah. What? Diana. Diana. That, that would have been the name. Diana. Oh, that's typical. That's an old name, I think. It is. It's also my mom's middle name. Oh no. I knew it. I stepped in it. Imagine if I was like, that is a terrible name. Well, you, like, you could have said My mom's middle name. Well, I will say, I mean, so in the way that we worked this, I don't know if I think I've told the story is I, for Diego, I didn't exactly like say, no, I don't want to use name number one, but I strongly suggested that Diego was a better name than the original choice. What was the original choice? Leonardo. I didn't really love it that much. Then you would have been married to all L's. Were you right. always going to go all one letter? I think so. Well, because like she's all her, she, her she's I, uh, she's Isabel. Her brothers are Ivan and Isaac. So like that was the team for her family. We're not all J's. My sister's Nicole. I'm Jonathan, and then I have three younger sisters. They're all G's though. Greta George is hmm. By the end of the show, I'm going to come up with ten better D names for your. No, I'm not going to do that. I like Dimitri. It's interesting. I liked. Uh, there was one I liked that I think is pretty cool. That if we were to have another boy, or twins, because that's a running in the family pretty strongly. Hey, you thought you might have twins on this one. Yeah. Dario. Dario? Dario. Okay. Is a good Dario name. is a, was that a kind of a Sounds downtrodden I think so. chick comic character? Was that an MTV show, Dario? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yes. Right. Yeah, the animated boy, one. That's was, a good callback. Boy, she was mopey. Wow. Was that in your wheelhouse? Uh, no, I just remember it being on. I'm like, okay. I watched it. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Hmm. Dorothy for a future girl. That's an old name. Dorothy or Dorothy? Uh, Dorothy. D-O-R-O-T-H-Y. <laughs> my that's accent, no, my accent got stuck there. Yeah. Dot yeah. or Dottie. Wouldn't Dot. Dottie? Dottie Von Tobel. That sounds awful. That's a great name. That's, that's like that's terrible. That's like a volleyball player. Sorry Dottie to, Von Tobel, DVT. Sorry about the, all, the, all the dots out there. By the way, you're completely thing. screwing both of these boys now because JVT works. Diego could be... DVT. Now, you, what are you, you can't both do DVT. Well, Diego, especially if they're all on radio, and we know the way it's working now in the media, right. you're going to get these kids jobs. It's funny we were talking about that actually right. on the way in today. <laughs> we were talking, yeah, we were talking about uh, yeah, nepotism and radio and whatnot. Sure. And uh, we were talking because oh. you know me, you, we were talking about the fact that uh, yeah, I would never put my my name on a resume for my son. You wouldn't. No, God, no. Well, I think you've already. What made- if he? What if he sucks? You won't vouch for him. Yeah, no. <laughs> what if he's terrible? I'm not going to put my name next to him. He's going to work his way well, you're up. You're going to know. You're going to know by the time he's 15 or 16 if he can do it. No, nah, he's going to work his way up. Eh, you are consistent. Of course the, I am. John is a tough dad. Uh, I just heard John during a break having a conversation with his son. He was lecturing him 
about being a big boy. Well, because I don't know what you, I don't even know what the lecture was about. It was something you're like, you're going to do this in the future, right? Was you're going to be a big boy. I'm like, man, it's, he's constantly teaching this kid. So we, we recently started swimming lessons mm. and he loves them. So the problem is the, the first couple times we went, it was a nightmare leaving because he just didn't want to leave. And the last time was like the climax. It was like he actually like he doesn't. He didn't want to leave going there. Or he didn't want to leave. The, no, he didn't want to leave the pool because he's having such a good time. Right? right. And so like this was the worst thing he's ever done, which was he actually the last time he went, it was like kicking and screaming, not don't, not oh, wanting. Wow. It. it was the first time he's ever done it. And so like all week it's been like, if we leave when it's time to leave, what do you say? And he's like, okay. And it's just like the whole time. If this. if it's time to leave, what do you today yeah. in the hour leading up to them leaving? Every five minutes, Diego, when it's time to leave, what do you do? I say, okay. And I'm like, and no crying, no crying. And I, it was just a whole hour of just drilling it into him. You don't do it. Come on. You're a big boy. You can do it. And then sure enough today, what do I get the report back? He didn't do it. Works. Right. Most of the time, I think. Yeah. Like I'm not look. a parent. I wasn't a parent, but I felt like I was parented decently. And uh, after I was told 50 times and threatened, I did what I was supposed to do. I mean, and didn't really threaten him, but yeah. Well. It's it's just having the conversation and kind of drilling it into his brain. Like, when it's time to go, it's time to go. I get you're having fun, but you're going to come back. I can't, I, I'm, I can't wait to follow the story. I can't. I hope, uh, hope I'm around. The, around the scene. Children. Like, I, oh, I can't. I can't. Like, 10 years from now, 12 years from now to see how these kids turn out. If they're just freaking messes in high school. If all <laughs> your lessons and your hard freaking Scrabble background gets through to them. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be fascinating to follow. Number four. This guy is hardcore. You sent over a story today. This dude has a massive list of people who are not welcome in his home or on his front door. Oh, no, in his home on his front door. He put up a list. I mean, it is. When I clicked on it, I was like, oh, it's going to be like 20 names. It is like eight pieces of loose leaf paper, just scribbled names. But as you look at it, a lot of the names are just people. They're celebrities. They're athletes or people on TV. Did it actually get personal where like there were a lot of locals on there? I don't. I didn't get the feedback, or I didn't see that there was feedback on it. Didn't like, Ice Cube and his was, son O'Shea Jackson make it, a list? What was great was it was like he forgot. So like uh, part of the list that you're talking about was it was O'Shea Jackson, Marshall Mathers. I, I can't read the other name that's in between there, and then it's O'Shea Jackson Jr. And like there's a lot of names on here. Um, for example, for some reason, Sarah Spain is written in all capital letters, but nobody else is. But then you go to like some, this is confusing. Yeah. How about this? There's part of the list where there's names that are written down. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are on the list, mm-hmm. but there's question marks next to them. So like as if this person's not entirely mm-hmm. sure. Kind of teetering <laughs> right, on the If they were list. to show up or not. Mark Wahlberg is written on the paper, but there's a heart written next to his name. Oh, wow. So I don't know if... Did he like, change his mind? Right. The neighbor is like, ah, I'm going to approve him. Or or people running by and adding things to the list. Oh. Uh. Right? And then there's other parts where it's like there's some names that are written on here. It's like the royal family, right? So Queen Elizabeth, Duke of... What is it? Edinburgh? Is that what it is? Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Uh, well, Edinburgh, whatever. It's America. Uh, Prince Charles, Prince William, and Prince Harry. Wow. But it's in parentheses. And nobody else is in parentheses. And this is just some random guy in a neighborhood. Right. Person's like, hey, this list is up there. But I, but I thought your question was interesting because I didn't realize that the, this list was filled with mostly celebrities. Right. Can I ask, can I make one more observation too? Because how would you think if the very first name, because I would assume the way that it is hung, it is in the order in which it was created. The first name is Penn Gillette. Wow. 
Like, that started this all. All of it started right. with Ken Gillette. Right. And Teller, right below him. And Teller, he didn't talk. What did he do? I don't know. But the next Bad to them, Vegas show, he's like, they're banned from my house. He went one time. He's like, this sucks. Now, now, now what was your question? My question is. This is fascinating. Is, this is for everybody in the audience. Like, do you dislike this many people? Like, I do have people that I, I have come across in my life yeah. that would not be welcome in my home whatsoever. Okay. Like, if they showed up on my doorstep, yeah. I would say, kick rocks. Get right. out of here. Right. But do you hate this many people? This is at least, what would you say? 200? Yeah. Like, Maybe at least, more. the very least, 100 people. I mean, if I included celebrities, I probably still couldn't get to 200. But just people that I know. Uh, like and we're I've talking come, like. I'm in contact in, in my life. I could probably, I could come up with 50 at least. Yeah, I'm talking like vitriolic. Like, do you, you want me to do it for tomorrow? You open the door. And it's like, oh, I, well, I don't even, no. well, you know what? I don't even open the door. I just look out the, the freaking peephole, <laughs> and I'm Scott. like, nope. Yeah, right. I don't have that many people. I was thinking but, about but this you, today. You know, if you think about it, though, you could extend it to, like, I don't hate the person, but I don't want you in my house. I don't want you to see what I have. Right. You know, you're a pain in the ass. Like, I might like you, but you're not welcome here. Yeah, I could come up with. Come on. You knew where this question was going to go, right? <laughs> you knew I was going to say yes. Right, of course. Not to 200. I guess there's enough athletes I don't like. Well, right, if you extend it out to that, then yeah. you could, of course, make it massive. Are there people, like, would I start just with people in the Cofield and Company circle? Yes. Right. Who would be banned from the house? Of course. You're like, of course. In certain networks. Uh, and then, like, like Adam's list would be Doug Flutie, right? That would, yeah, that's, the other, <laughs> that's the other question is, what's the first name you write down? What's the first, if, you, if you're including celebrities and athletes, who's the first one that comes to mind that you're like, nope, put it on the list? Ooh, I got to think about that. Right. That's a tough one. We should do this. Can we do this all week with all our interviews the rest of the way? Sure. I did a quick interview over the weekend, and uh, I'm, I'm generally terrible, like, off the cuff, which is ridiculous because I've done a talk show forever, so I should be able to think quickly on my feet. But I got John Marks out of Philly had me on, and he's like, ah, oh, this one's out of left field, but, uh, you know, Caddyshack, whatever anniversary it is, I say it's 40th anniversary, something like that. Uh, he's like, what's the funniest sports movie ever? Can you come up with something? Immediately, what's the funniest sports movie ever? You got nothing. And so I, I tried to, I did the move where I was like, boy, you really got me there. And then he started to fill because he recognized he needed to fill. And I was like, as soon as he got done, I was like, uh, Talladega Nights. I got, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I'm as, I have the maturity of a 12 year old. I love Tal Talladega Nights, my favorite Will Ferrell movie. But there are, the thing is, there are, well, we'll do this tease board. This will come back in the grab bag. I want you to think about it. While you think about that, funniest sports movie ever. I will think about the first person who goes on the band list. I'm all hopped up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> it. Those kids are freaking hilarious. Number three. All right, OJ may be the first person on my list. I hate this. I don't, I don't think, I, well, he would be on the list. I just don't feel safe with the juice around. He's, he's old, but he's still, I still see the, 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 the crazed gleam in his eye. And when you hear him talking about this, does this mean that he's just compartmentalized everything? He never did it. Um, he's just like so caught up in this world of like, everyone wants to hear what I have to say. You got, everyone's got to listen to this. This is eventually going to lead to a harsh take about the NFL and the vaccines. But he starts out talking about, hey, we have this dinner party where a bunch of us go over and hang out with this guy and get dinner as a group. Uh, a lot of us have had COVID. A lot of us say we ain't coming over 
unless everybody's got their shots. So everybody comes over there and say they got their shots. Three weeks ago, one of the ladies, uh, who's 52, who has two teenage daughters, she said she had got her shots and she lied. She hadn't. She caught COVID and got real sick, went to the hospital. Nine days later, she died. So we got two girls who are without kids, without a, father, a mother, rather. And I got to say, we're sad and we're pissed. Okay, you're pissed. There's two kids without a mother. Mm, sounds familiar. I mean, it was pretty easy pickings for the internets when they heard this one. OJ's pissed that a mother is gone. All right, Juice. OJ being pissed leading to a mother gone too. That's, that's you see what I'm saying? I think like I think so much of like has just been look. He's created this reality that might not be a reality based on allegations from the past. And every time he does something like this, people are like, dude, what are you talking about? If you've seen ESPN's documentary, not the remaking of right right, with Val Kilmer and whatever, uh, but the actual documentary, this doesn't come as a surprise. When you realize who he is as a person and you realize that he has the ability, I don't even know if it's compartmentalizing it or if he just knows or he doesn't care or whatever it is, this doesn't come off as surprising when you realize who he is as a person. And I like Beasley. I love how he played for the Bills last year. But this talk about uh, losing his rights if he got a shot, BS. You don't have the right to to drive at .08 alcohol uh, in your blood. You don't have a right to drive over 80 miles an hour. Those are safety issues. This whole thing is about safety, public safety. It's not about your rights. Look, man, what the league says now, you're not going to get paid if you get... Uh, COVID and it costs the team games. You don't have the right to cost your teammates a game check. You don't have the right to put them in jeopardy health-wise. My suggestion is opt out. If you don't want to get the shot, don't play. Damn. OJ worked up. It's kind of scary. Now his take here, I don't completely disagree with, but again, I just don't know that OJ should be the moral arbiter in the vax or don't vax and give his harsh take on Cole Beasley. Bruh, leave this to other people. While using a mother lost too soon as an example. Yeah, that was a setup. Yeah. You just shake your head. Like, I just don't know what to say, right? <laughs> I like, I, I, like that's it, when I watched that video, it was just shocking off listening to that story and the way he set it up. Just the, the inability to realize. All right, I don't, like I said, or maybe he does. Maybe it's just a, I retweeted the video and just said he's just trolling us now at this point. Because maybe he does know. Number two. Deshaun Watson is going to, according to multiple sources, report to Houston Texans camp. It's blowing a lot of people away, but it's the right move. He has to do it because you can't find someone if you send them away. You say it again. You can't find someone, right? These training camp absences. He can't be fined if you're the one who tells him to go home. Now the question is, does he even step on the field? Is he in the locker room? How quickly will the Texans, or more importantly, the NFL, make a move? And should they make a move? Again, we go back to innocent until proven guilty, or in the NFL, is it guilty until proven innocent? Uh, There are more allegations coming out today around Deshaun Watson. What does the league do? Because guess what, Deshaun, you know, took the, uh, whatever, the chess piece and slid it forward and said, your move. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Do something. Right. And I think, to me, this is this is what it's about. It's just forcing the NFL and the Houston Texans to then 
tell us and him what they are going to do with him as a player going forward. The exempt list is probably the most logical place that he's going to end up on. I think it makes sense given the history of the National Football League and how they've handled these situations. And this is just a Sean, right? It helps his in terms of his overall, like how we view him. Hey, look, I showed up. I'm ready to play football, mm-hmm. right? Whether or not you want to use this as a move of saying, I feel like I personally, right? And in the clear, whatever it is. I've maintained my innocence. So right. here you go. I'm making my move. I'm showing up to work. So now it's in the hands of the National Football League to give him some sort of timeline as to what is going to happen with him. And I think that's what this move was all about. Interesting. Uh, Rappaport was on this. So was Palisaro, both of the, or two of the NFL insiders. Uh, Palisaro said, Texans are now willing to listen and have been for some time to trade offers for quarterback Deshaun Watson. Uh, but the price is high for a player of his caliber and should be. Should it be? It'll likely take at least three first-round picks and more. Nah. Not right now. No. No. And, in fact, if I'm another team, and I you know, I was pitching this to – we had a Houston guy in earlier who does uh, ESPN in H-Town, uh, Patrick Creighton. Um, if I'm other teams, I'm actually – I'm sending you an offer with, you know, if it's the Eagles or the Dolphins and I really want them, and I'm willing to take the potential hit. I'm taking a risk, Texans. This guy might be freaking screwed for a year. And the PR hit, if he is screwed for a year, is going to be massive. You get a first and a second, and you get our young quarterback. Now, I think Tua has a lot more value than Jalen Hurts. But if the Eagles and the Dolphins call you up and you're the Texans, what do you do? Because there's no guarantee he's completely cleared. Frankly, if he is cleared, hasn't there been enough weirdness already with this whole scenario and the way it was set up where you're like, Sorry, Texans, we have trust issues. I'm not giving you three first and more. Get mm-hmm. out of here. So do you do you trade do you trade them now and get what you can, or do you roll the dice? And maybe the maybe the return is even worse down the road? Well, I don't think the return will ever be really worse if you wait. Right? I mean, because like if, if let's if, say if he settles. If he settles. I mean, and, that's that's I mean, if this goes to trial, forget it. Right. It's a disaster. Uh, but if if he settles. Even that's dangerous. If he settles and he is suspended for a year, I mean, it's in the best option for the Texans to just wait. If you're the franchise, you wait. And he gets suspended, whatever it is, and then coming off of a suspension, still one of the better quarterbacks in the National Football League, a team is going to overpay for him. Overpay? Right. right. Well, especially, let's so let's talk about the teams that you're talking about, right? So you're the Miami Dolphins, you're the Philadelphia Eagles. You offer your you know lower-tier deal that you're talking about. Texans say, no, we'll wait this out. And then the year he gets suspended, let's say he gets suspended sometime in the next month. It's an actual suspension. He's done for the rest of the year, settles all of those. Then the year plays out, and oh, dear God, Tua and now Jalen Hurts both suck. Well, now you're coming back in a year from now, you're not offering the same thing because now your bargaining chip is no longer the same if you're, let's say, the Philadelphia Eagles, right, one of the teams that has really been tied to him. I think it was Howard Eskin who said it was a 90% chance that it's the Eagles who land Deshaun Watson. So if you play a full year and Jalen Hurts is not good, yeah, you are risking it too on the other right, side. Right, right. Like it's not, it's not just risk free for Philly. Right. You're also risking Jalen Hurts going out there and being awful, and then you're coming back and going, oh, well, now we're kind of just in the same place. So I think it just behooves the Texans to just wait. Number one. So Deshaun Watson should be at camp unless something happens right before where the NFL tells him buzz off, stay home. It looks like Aaron Rodgers is going to be showing up this week. Sources telling NFL insiders this morning that he is going to come back. He is going to play this year, but the development from the weekend and then coming out in the middle of the afternoon today is that, oh, he's coming back, but they've worked out an agreement. This is it. He is going to be around for one more season, one more magical season with the Packers. 
It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. Now, back to Cofield and Company. With the team not willing at all to trade him and Rodgers not retiring because he likes to play football, this has been the expected outcome. So my understanding is Aaron Rodgers has indicated to people close to him that he plans to play for the Packers this year. Hey, NFL Network, Ian Rappaport. A little weird with the, as expected, like, this developed over the weekend. It was still very much a mystery as to what the hell Aaron Rodgers was going to do. And really, the big thing that developed over the weekend, and I hadn't even, you know, in reading all this, you just pointed out something really important. Um, You know, Rodgers and the Packers agreeing that, hey, this is the last year in Green Bay doesn't necessarily mean that, hey, the Packers are like, yeah, we're going to move you after this year and get that hole we think we can get. No, that's not what they've talked about. Yeah, so uh, Schefter had this these details earlier today about a mutually agreed upon terms that are you know part of why Rodgers was persuaded to come back and play through the weekend. Uh, so it's not done yet. According to Schefter, Rodgers still hasn't left California. They're hoping to finalize this agreement shortly. But the agreement in principle would include uh, the following conditions. 2023 year in Rodgers' contract, last one in this current deal, would be voided. No tags allowed in the future. Wow. Packers would agree to review Rodgers' situation at the end of the season. Rodgers' contract would be adjusted with no loss of income to give the Packers more cap room now. Mechanisms will be put in place to address Rodgers' issues with the teams. Now, this is the interesting part about Schefter's write-up as he puts – Uh, The Packers' agreement to review, in quotes, the situation after the season implies that the team will trade Rodgers if he still feels the way he has about the Packers' culture and decision-making. So it sounds like... Wait, at the end of the season? So they still retain the rights rights to to them so they can actually get something? Correct. That's what I mean. That's Again, that's read exactly from verbatim from Schefter's report. I mean, wouldn't that have to... If you were the Packers, why would you agree to any of this? What do you mean? That's perfect. No, no, I'm saying, why would you? No, the, the part that uh, he's going to be free and clear. Right. You can't agree to that. You have to be able to get something for him. Well, theoretically, you can, though, right? So, right, like, you what can. you would do is you would say, okay, do you want to be here again after what happened this year? He says no. Right. They say, pick the team, we'll trade you there. So then you get, he gets to pick where he wants to go, and you get something back. Wait, does that say, does it say pick the team you want to go to in there? Well, again, so it can't, the, uh, uh, what's it called? If the Packers officials sign off on their willingness to trade Rodgers and the agreement is finalized soon, here's the biggest consention the reigning MVP will receive, the freedom to decide where he wants to play in 2022. Yeah, you did say that. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, again. I don't, I, if I'm the Packers, I don't like that either. Why not? Because I need, I need to have two or three teams bidding for him. It's Aaron Rodgers, though. So, like, that's why, so to your point, right, where you're talking about what kind of year this is going to be. Yeah. Well, if Aaron Rodgers comes out and plays like Aaron Rodgers, well, then all of a sudden now if you're the Packers – you make them happy, whatever. You get something back for him, you trade them. It's still going to... I want I want to see this official, mm-hmm. and I want to see what it actually says. Right. This is hard to give an opinion on, because if he gets to choose what team he goes to, I think that is a horrible but it's part not of like the deal. It's not like you're getting a second-round pick. What... What would keep you from getting that? Well, you're still getting... Like, How do you know? Reading this, I mean, if you're if you're the Packers, you still have the opportunity to piss them off. Just be like, no, I'm just trading you for a third-round pick. Okay. So, again, this is nothing set in stone where it's like, hey, the Raiders, he's like, I want to go to the Raiders. All right, well, here's Zay Jones and a fourth. Right. Right. Yeah, like ridiculous. Because we've seen some situ- we've seen situations in the past, you know, mm-hmm. it, without saying it that way, uh, Mello to the Knicks, 
wasn't great for the Nuggets. You know, Ken Griffey to the Reds wasn't great for the Mariners. Boy, this is interesting. I can't wait to see the, when this is official on Aaron Rodgers. So it was last year, and so the we Packers, That's in the only theory, will still get something for him. Right. That's the only thing we know is that 2021 is the last year with Aaron Rodgers as a Green Bay Pack. Finley Toyota. They'll do anything to sell you a car. No Toyota problem is too tough, too large, or too small. Keep your Toyota running like a Toyota. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota studio. Bunch of pro basketball NBA updates coming up in less than three minutes. One more update on Rodgers and what this whole new deal with Green Bay could mean. But uh, first, this part of the show is brought to you by our friends at Battleborn Injury Lawyers. You know, an attorney is not something you need, like, on the spot very often. But, you know, listen to people when they tell you this is the person or people to go to. And that's what we've been telling you about Battleborn Injury Lawyers. When that situation arises, you're going to need someone you can trust. Justin Watkins is our guy. Matt Hoffman is our guy. And it's all the folks at Battleborn Injury Lawyers have been a part of the Cofield and Company crew for nine plus years. And I trust Matt Hoffman and Justin Watkins and the rest of the team here with all my important legal issues. And listen to what I'm saying, too. We didn't meet Justin this year. It wasn't six months ago. Like, we, we're with these guys. You know, and you hear them on the air on Wednesdays. And you can just tell uh, they're trustworthy. 570-9000 is the number. 570 Battleborn Injury Lawyers wants to get you the best compensation for your injuries. And if you're with someone right now and it's not working out, uh, give the guys a call. 570-9000. 570-9000. It's Battleborn Injury Lawyers with Justin Watkins, Matt Hoffman, and the rest of the team. Again, Battleborn Injury Lawyers. So John is here. It's Cofield. Uh, one last thing on – and I, I really want more clarity on this. I think this needs to be delved into because it seems confusing. So Rodgers – it looks like the Rodgers and the Packers are going to agree, hey, this is the last year for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. He's going to play things out. Uh, at the end of the year, uh, he has a chance to have his contract voided. He can move on, mm-hmm. uh, but the Packers can trade him, and who knows how they'll manage this. If it's going to be Rodgers going, I want to go there, or it's, hey, here's three different teams with good offers. Like, please go to this team. So we'll see who has control in that whole thing. But it doesn't look like the Packers are going to be, you know, looking there, you know, at the end of this thing, uh, looking at a situation where they're empty-handed with a guy who might play three or four more years. No, I think they're going to get something back for him. And I still think there's the option to like. So again, so to to clarify as we're talking about this, Aaron Rodgers is signed through the 2023 season as his contract is currently constructed. According to the agreement by Adam Schefter, the 2023 year would be voided. Thus, 2022 would be the final year on his contract. After this season, which is 2021, if he still feels unhappy with the organization, they've agreed that they will allow him to essentially pick his team. So my theory is you're going to run your bidding war up, right? Because you would think, let's take the three teams that we've heard the most about, which is, we'll even throw it a fourth. The Denver Broncos, the Miami Dolphins, the Philadelphia Eagles, and we'll go with the San Francisco 49ers, right? Because they were in the mix as well, okay? So the season runs its course. Drew Locke still stinks. Tua Tungabailoa isn't very good. Jalen Hurts isn't the answer. And yes, the San Francisco 49ers win like 10 games, make it to the playoffs, but play out because Jimmy G's not that great, right? Yes, you did draft a quarterback at the top of the draft. You traded up a lot of assets. But if you package something together, regardless, among those four teams, those sound like the teams that he wanted to go to, you get a bidding war between those four. He gets to choose where he wants to go, and then you take that deal. 
that's how I understand it, and that's what it seems like is going to happen. Uh, big week for USA basketball. Now no room for error. You lost a game to France, 11.5 to 14-point favorite you were against France. Could we be looking at a week by the end of this thing where we're like, my God, Greg Popovich completely blew this? I don't know. I don't think so. Because people are pointing the finger at Pop. Uh, there are rumors that there's some dissension in the ranks because they're not happy running Pop's offense. Right. Do you see any truth to this? So here's there could be some truth, but it's the degree of the truth, right? Like, if they're walking off the court and Kevin Durant's like, man, Pop should have ran that play. Then theoretically, you could go, Team USA players unhappy with Greg Popovich's offense, right? Theoretically, that's the truth. But I just love, we are so hyperbolic when it comes to our coverage of sports. I was listening, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't remember, it's two filling guys, but I was like listening to Fox Sports yesterday, right? When I was going to the grocery store. And Fox Sports does a great job. I love a lot of the program. But we're talking about it, and they weren't the only one. Greg Popovich is the problem. Hey, you know, all those times where Greg Popovich is kind of surly and he doesn't want to answer media questions doesn't look so good now, does it? Maybe we were overvaluing Greg Popovich. Maybe, Steve. How about this? It was Tim Duncan the whole time. How about that? Greg Popovich actually sucks. Did they say that? Or are you embellishing a bit? I'm embellishing a little bit. Okay. But the maybe it was Tim Duncan the whole time was a conversation. And it wasn't just the one radio program I was listening to. Like That was the, the thing on social media. It was, By the way, it was the topic of conversation on social media after they lost to Nigeria. That all of a sudden it's Greg Pop and Greg Popovich's record isn't great, right? Leading the the American team, he said before that it bothers him about how poor it is in terms of his record, and it's still a winning record, but it's not anywhere near. As I hate to say it, Coach K. Right. But let's not get to the like the hyperbole of, you know what? This whole time Greg Popovich was awful. Relax. Team USA is back tomorrow night, nine forty our time, taking on Iran. Czech Republic is also in the bracket. Czech Republic beat Iran 84-78 in day one of uh, Group A play. U.S. is minus 41 Mm. against Iran. So I assume they can win these next two games and move on. Correct. Okay. Which is, again, which... If they don't... Right. Oh, boy. Okay. Come on. I I will say this now. You can quote me on this. If they lose to Iran... Greg Popovich should probably be fired. <laughs> like, 41-point favorite. Right. Maybe it is Tim Duncan. <laughs> That's going to be the problem. But I, I feel very confident in saying they will beat Iran in the Czech Republic and they will move on to the next round, which is why I find interesting, Steve, the fact that they lost to team to, to France, but then the odds adjusted again. Again, they're not getting a worse seed or anything like that because they lost to France. All you got to do is – be one of the top two teams in your group, and you move on. Hell, you could be the top third-place team. Remember, the top two third-place teams move on. So, I, like, nothing improves or – what's the opposite of improves? I can't even think of the antonym for some reason. Uh, gets worse <laughs> in terms of the seeding. It just worsens. Yeah. Right, it just worsens in terms of their seeding. So why would the chances of them winning this tournament become less likely just because they lost a game? It doesn't change their seeding in any way whatsoever. They're still the same team. Australia, they won in Group B, 84-67. They beat Nigeria. It's my Australian team with uh, Tybal, Dante Axum, Patty Mills, Aaron Baines, Josh Green, Della Vadova, Ingles. Ingles, no Ben Simmons. Does anyone know where Ben Simmons is right now? Because there are reports 
around the Sixers situation that he has basically ghosted them and they can't get in touch with him. Yeah. Now, this is from one report. Uh, quote, uh, I'm not going to write this. This is from the report uh, in this story, but I'll tell you, or those, excuse me, this is from a podcast. Um, let me get the actual wrote. Uh, let me get the actual guy who uh, had this report. But regardless, it sounds like Ben Simmons has ghosted the 76ers. Um, according to a couple of people around Philadelphia, specifically uh, when it comes to Bleacher Report's Jake Fisher, who is on a podcast with the Liberty Ballers, is the website that covers Philadelphia 76ers. This is from Fisher, quote, I'm not going to write this in the story, but I'll tell you guys, and you guys can do what you want with it. They, being the Philadelphia 76ers, haven't been able to really even get in touch with Ben since the season ended. There was an intent to have a workout plan or whatever, like in any offseason. It's always been the case that the 76ers haven't been able to align with the development plan for Ben. And Fisher goes on to note, because this was, I don't know if you saw this story right after the Philadelphia 76ers got eliminated, uh, but Yaron Weitzman wrote for Fox Sports about a couple of years ago or last year in which they had an offseason plan for Ben Simmons. He came in, they gave it to him, he said, I'll do it, and then contacted them two weeks later and said, actually, I'm not, I'm going to work with my coach. <laughs> And this this smacks of the same kind of issue that they've had with Ben Simmons. So it could be possible. They've reportedly had the issue with Ben Simmons before, so maybe it is again. Damn. I hope it's not happening. That, that's not going to help his trade value. Other Talk about other teams being squeamish already to trade for Ben Simmons. So there's a lot of rumors out there on the trade market. I uh, saw that uh, you believe this one, that the Pelicans are shopping Brendan Ingram. Five teams involved, Knicks, Heats. Heats, Heat, 76ers, Kings, and Rockets. Why are they moving on Ingram? I don't I see that's weird because did you see the, the trade that went down today? Uh the Pelicans were involved in a pretty big trade here with the Valanchunas. Yeah, so it's they traded um for Jonas Valanchunas. They got rid of Steven Adams, they got rid of Eric Bledsoe. They actually swapped picks with Memphis too. So they moved further down in the draft. Memphis got a pretty good deal, some expiring contracts, but they're trying to clear cap space for it sounds like a push for Kyle Lowry. But it would Who is? The Pelicans. So well, what does that mean for Lonzo? Well, that's what Lonzo would be gone. I think the indication is Lonzo doesn't want to be there. So Lonzo doesn't want to be there, and he could get some big offers well, that he, where the Pelicans are going to look at it and be like, we're not paying this guy twenty he, million a year. He's been solid the last two years. He's been really good. So he yes. deserves to he deserves yeah. to hit the market and play for somebody. Yep. And it sounds like they're going to make a push for Kyle Lowry. Right, it makes sense. Jonas Valanciunas and him play together. There's that connection. Lakers. There's a push. Lakers want Lowry. Come on now. Right, and that's because what's kind of weird is. If you're going to trade Stephen Adams, Eric Bledsoe to clear cap space to then make a push for Kyle Lowry, why are you going to then trade Brandon Ingram, right? Because they get clearing cap space, but you would think you'd want to keep Brandon Ingram to maintain some semblance of like a playoff team. So that doesn't make much sense to me. I don't get it. Why are you getting older too? Right. Just like to, I, like you might not think Lonzo is worth twenty million a year, but why are you bringing in Kyle Lowry for a couple of final years with? And he gets to play with freaking big fella. I mean, I, unless you know the writing's on the wall, Zion doesn't want to be there. You're not going to be able to keep him. So why not just make a push and get some extra money out of making a playoff run? Oh, wow. Okay. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's a short-sighted view. We got to make as much money as we can <laughs> right. with this guy by being more competitive. I mean, it could be it, right? Because right. remember that weird comment he had when they played in New York? And they were like, Zion. What do you feel about New York? And he's like, oh, I love the garden. I mean, I love New Orleans, too. I love New Orleans, too. But the garden is just incredible. It was so weird. Like, he almost started crying. He loved New York so much. 364-1100, We got the Summer League coming up. NBA is back August 8th to the 17th. 
We're giving away two tickets right now. Caller 11. These are four uh, games on the 13th. Caller 11, 364-1100. You know all about it. Thomas and Mack and the Cox Pavilion. All 30 NBA teams, 75 games. You can get tickets at unlvtickets.com. And if you don't win, you can also go up to lvsportsnetwork.com to register to win four more tickets. Those are premium reserve tickets, and you can win an NBA Summer League jersey. So details on one giveaway, but right now for sure, caller 11, you get two tickets to the NBA Summer League. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Cofield and Company presents Grab Bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Number one pick on Thursday in the NBA draft. Definitely Kate Cunningham, or do you believe Woj bombed today that said uh, Detroit is still undecided between Jalen Green, Kate Cunningham, and Evan Mobley? Uh, it's Kate Cunningham. Why? I mean, every indication has been that it's it, right? We do this with drafts all the time. Right around the start of the draft, it's like, hey, I might be taking somebody else. You guys want to call and see what's up? And then ultimately, Kate Cunningham. Woj put that in his report, but also if you watched his draft special and listened to his podcast, he and Zach Lowe of ESPN both noted that they would be, quote, stunned if it is not Kate Cunningham at number one. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Uh, Mick Akers does a nice job for the RJ of uh, covering the stadium hunt, property hunt. And this potential A's move from Oakland to Vegas. Uh, and he put out on Thursday that, uh, you know, in the 20 sites they're looking at, um, he said a source confirmed the A's have also have the parcel of land owned by the Fertitas, uh, located on Trop and Dean Martin. Raiders also looked at the site. That is true. Going back to uh, Richard Velada's story, 2016, not to call him out, but the headline on the story, West Tropicana Land emerges as the leading contender. Mm-hmm for the Las Vegas stadium site. That didn't work out, but that was always the site I thought made the most sense. Should have been. I think it would be awesome. It's a hundred plus acres. Remember the Raiders site now is 63 acres. They have 3000 parking spots. Um, when he tweeted this out, uh, it also includes a uh, diagram of a baseball stadium on this property. This piece of property is massive. Again, it's at Dean Martin, 15 Trop area. Basically, if you, if you're at in and out, you look across the street, that's where Wild Wild West is. It's right. that. There's a big truck parking lot. Uh, you know, a lot of people know that area. Uh, not the greatest place, uh, but there's a ton of property that Fertitta's own. And I always thought it was a perfect piece of property, John, because uh, I don't know how possible this is, but I think it would be brilliant. They're going to have to have something. If they go there, they have to have something for pedestrians to come over. You're not going to – I don't know how you can – maybe you make Trop super wide. Mm. Um, but I, I think a pedestrian bridge that would link – the potential baseball stadium at Trop and 15 to T-Mobile would be awesome. Yes. And keep in mind, they're already in the plans are in the works to improve the exchanges or the interchanges at Trop and 15 and Russell and 15. So well, I don't know how you change that, but they're going to work on the roads there anyway. You have to. Who has ever gotten off the 15 south to Trop yeah. on that little? Little dinky little right. off ramp. Uh, you got to fix that if there's going to be a stadium right there. Well, but it was already, it's in the works because of uh, because of the the owl right down the road, and that's the other thing. Um, maybe the Raiders wouldn't love this, but the the baseball stadium and arena in a you know complex that's connected, and then a short walk down mm-hmm. Dean Martin to the football stadium would be awesome. As long as I get to go to another Snitic meeting, I'll be happy about it. You love, 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 love Snitic. So the Nevada Tourism and Infrastructure Committee. Nice job. Very nice job. One more time in the bag. Stick your hand in there, Dave. 
Ari wants to make a strong pitch. We don't have time for him to actually make the pitch. For Dexter. I know. Are you back in? Did you watch Dexter the first time? Like the first three seasons, maybe? You didn't like it? No. Really? No. Oh, one of my favorite shows. There's nothing better than a vigilante show and a guy like that. But then, unfortunately, the end was horrific. I actually think they need to make up for how bad the ending was. Worst ending, Game of Thrones or Dexter? Dexter. Yeah. Yeah, not even close. Dexter. So, uh, Dexter New Blood comes out on November 9th. Like Ari, I am in.